Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Culture Podcast. Uh, today, we are going to have a special quarantine edition of the Monty and Mickey show. Uh, there's been a couple things that have happened since we've recorded last, and don't worry, we're definitely going to be talking about that. I just want to start out by saying this, and Mickey... This, uh, we've, we've, we, we know that this is already happening, but we, we need to let our fans know. Um, the Monty and Mickey World Tour has been canceled due to the COVID-19 <laughs> virus spread. We will not be live in New York City. We will not be live in Chicago, L.A., or even for our one fan in, in China or Tokyo. We're, we're going to have to cancel those shows, so we apologize. You will be getting a refund. And we will see what, what happens in the future. But our live shows have been canceled. We're probably and not going to send an email like everybody else has been doing either, though. No. Yeah. So uh, and, and, and if you find uh, humor in the hard times, then you've tuned into the right podcast. And that's what I was going to uh, say. You, so... call, you call this the quarantine edition. <laughs> we're going to be talking about that kind of stuff. And we're kind of quarantined ourselves. So we're doing this kind of remotely. Oh, yes. If, if it, the audio sounds any different, um, probably better than the first episode. Um, <laughs> Doesn't take uh, much. The, the mics, I think, are on, uh, but we are not <laughs> face-to-face this time. So you are listening to a, a phone call, essentially, between uh, Mickey and I. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so today we're going to be covering the vi- uh, virus movies, uh, virus in pop culture. Um, just kind of <laughs> in general, pandemic, epidemic movies. We've got a couple that we, we watched in, in preparation for this. And uh, we're going to just be talking in general about how viruses and outbreaks kind of affect humans and the way that we perceive that and the panic and the things that go along with that and, and kind of the movies that have tried to capture that, which um, I guess, Mickey, you, you said it earlier, I think that real life right now is kind of uh, crazier than any movie I've ever watched. Oh, man. I mean, we've never I, – I, my dad and I were talking about this. I've talked to this with a few, few people. I don't think the entire world has ever – with the amount of people we have now and the technology we have and the instant gratification with the social media and stuff, the world has never seen what we're going through right now to the, to the level that we're dealing with it, you know? where everybody right. knows exactly what's going on all the time and we can freak out even faster. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So in case you've been living under a rock and been doing social distancing already, we're talking about the coronavirus, the COVID-19, the big ick. Uh, yeah. There has been a lot of news coverage and uh, people's lives have been changed. And I don't think that America's ever going to go back to what it was before then. But, uh, but yeah, so today we're talking about Virus movies are going to be talking about COVID nineteen and uh, a couple other things. So uh, I just, before we get sorry, any further, hey, Monty, I just I just want to say I prefer Dos Equis over Corona anyway. So this really is not it's not my cup of tea, if you so to so, speak. So you you didn't you didn't grab a case of Corona when you? I, uh... I didn't order this Corona. No, this is not no, mine. This is not yours. This is somebody else's. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm actually drinking right now. Um, Right before all this happened, I picked up a, a pack of it. The PBR hard coffee. I don't know if you've tried that one yet. Oh, that stuff is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's so good. I can't believe PBR makes something that tastes that chocolatey. And 
uh, that's actually what I've heard from a lot of people. They're just like, oh my gosh, it tastes like almost like a milkshake. Like it's so milk good. Milk. Yeah. Uh, Kudos to you. Anyways, what's that? Kudos to you. Good taste. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't drink, kids, if you're under 21. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, so so uh, we're going to just catch a couple things that uh, are going on in uh, our our world right now. So I guess, first of all, Mickey, you've had a couple things going on. Why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and, and, and tell our audience what you've been up to for the past three weeks? Well, I uh, kind of quarantined myself. I, as I always mention, I'm a bit of an old man, or my body's been older than my mind anyway. I got full hip replacement surgery on the 27th, so about three weeks ago, and uh, I had no idea the whole world was going to fall apart in that process and that my you know, being laid up and stuck in one place pretty much the whole time was going to lead to being that way even when I could move. So I finally can move around and drive and stuff, and the whole world shut down. So excellent timing on my part. Yeah. Other than that, I've been watching movies and reading books because I'm on my butt most of the time. So I've been pretty good. Um, if you uh, hear some a little bit of a difference in audio, we just have had some technical difficulties, so I think we're back on track now. Um, Mickey, you you can hear me, right? <laughs> I I can't. Even the mics are trying to quarantine themselves, evidently. Oh God, yeah. Uh, and I know that there's been a lot of. I mean, the thing is, is like I've I've heard radios, like you can tell people are calling in, like radio hosts and and uh, the news people, even like the weather guy was sitting at his house doing the weather from his own house with a webcam. Oh, I'm sure. So it's like I think all of these people are trying to figure out a way to work remotely and, and how they can, you know, make this, this work in a way that makes sense, you know, and, and, and actually is efficient. But anyways, yeah, um, I've been nothing, nothing really exciting up until the coronavirus hit. Um, before that I got the flu. Uh, so that's influenza you know, B the crappiest influenza B yeah. the crappiest timing that any person could ever have gotten the flu. I got it. And I couldn't get any food medication because the stores were sold out of it. So, yeah, I, uh, I, that, that was about the most exciting thing that happened to me last week. And now, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been nuts. It's been a, it's been a heck of a week. That's for sure. Yeah. This is a weird movie Um, we're in, man. That's for sure. Yeah. 2020 is, is the weirdest, weirdest movie I've ever seen. Um, I, I can't believe, I mean, there's stuff going. I mean, the creativity. That's that's about the best thing that's coming out of this. Is people are getting real creative, funny things are being shared online. I saw something that said, "My local," because well, obviously bars, restaurants, everybody should know that those are pretty much closed by now. Um, but somebody said, "My local bar is delivering pitchers of margaritas, and they they're throwing in a roll of toilet paper." And I don't think the rules matter anymore. It's like, yeah, that's uh. It's it's been crazy. So. Oh yeah, I got I got something that just it showed like, um, let me see it like a picture of a martini with some vitamin C and some avi aviation um, American aviation gym. Yeah, and it was called a quarantini. So if you know if you're trying to stay safe, so you know aviation gin. Aviation Gin is uh, actually Ryan Reynolds' company. Oh, is it really? I didn't know that. Wow. So, even better yeah, reason to have yeah. a quarantine. Yeah, he's uh, he pushes. I think that's he's his 
so I wouldn't be surprised if that was from his social media because he likes to do that. Oh yeah. Anyways, so um, yeah, so that's that's kind of catch you up on the world if you like I said living under a rock. Uh, good, good for you if you have. Up. Yeah, you've been doing exactly what the CDC has been telling you you should. Yeah. Um, so let me let me just pull up some some things that have happened. Oh gosh, everything's COVID nineteen. Yeah. Um, but uh, let me just pull up real quick some interesting stuff. I'll go back a little bit further because I know. I mean, like I said, everything's been coronavirus. This coronavirus, coronavirus. Um, I saw Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four might be straight to digital release, huh? Or they were talking about yeah, it. yeah. I saw that too. Yep, yep. So that would definitely be an in the news types of thing. Um, basically, I think that any big movie that's going to be coming out, and I don't know, Black Widow is. I think there's been so many things I've heard of people that have halted um, production. There was an update on of, that. Sorry to interrupt. There was an update on that that said they will still be releasing it in the theaters. It was just they wondering if they were going to do it that way, but. Evidently, they're still trying to stay on pace to release it in the theaters. So, for that particular okay. movie, for Black Widow, no, for Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Okay. All right. So, just quickly to go through this. So, Jurassic World three finally got a name, Dominion. So that'll be interesting. I really enjoyed the second one. Uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger steps down. Um, I don't think there's really too much to be alarmed about, other than. He's just stepping down, so things might change in the world of Disney. Um, Avengers Campus <laughs> was officially opening in July. All Disney World parks, Disneyland and Disney World parks are shut down right now. Like everything so, else. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, people, there, it sounds like there might be um, some kind of like a Hoth movie. Um, but there, the Doctor Strange director... director Scott Dirksen has recently revealed he he liked to shoot an R-rated one-off Star Wars movie horror movie, so kind of like Solo or Rogue One, but as a horror movie set on the ice planet Hoth. Really? So that would be a very I would like that a lot. Oh, that would I don't be know awesome. How, where in the timeline that would fit, I don't think it matters really. Um, but I think that that would be interesting. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson test positive for coronavirus. So now we're starting to get into all that. Um, uh, that I saw there was a, the, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, too. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name yeah. now, but he, he evidently is infected with it, too. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Um, I, I think I, I had sent you this earlier, and I think it was I misunderstood it that the rise of Skywalker is now available streaming. I thought that meant it's on Disney plus. I think it just means that you can stream it. Like you can buy it on. iTunes. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think I got too, I got too excited there. Um, and then, yeah, wonder woman, 1984, uh, they're considering it for straight to digital release. Like I said, I don't, I don't see how else these movies can make money other than doing this. And I know that it's a huge cut, in their revenue, clearly. But nobody's going to the movie theater. No. So unless you're going to delay this until everything is done, you're not going to get anybody to watch your movie. You're just going to have it sit on a shelf forever. And I, I think 
you're going to see movies. That's going to be a popular uh, way of getting the getting the movies to people is that you're going to see that people are going to start or companies are going to start doing like a straight to streaming release. Now, does that mean it's going to go to Netflix or Disney Plus? No, I don't think so. I think it'll go to where you can buy it, though, or at least rent it that they'll they'll start that out where it's like hey we're not doing it to the movie theater but you can rent it for 5 bucks or whatever you know sure that they can make some money back that way yeah i can believe that yeah so we'll we'll see i, I mean I, I to me it feels like the days are going by super fast and super exhausting but then also it's like wait a second was that yesterday or 3 weeks oh, ago it's just like cuz my mind is so not in tune with my regular routine. It's like being retired. My parents have no idea what day it is a lot of times just because, you know, unless they go to the wide exercise, which they can't do that now either. So, Right. So I guess why, the reason why I'm saying that is we will definitely see what pop culture and um, comic book movies and all that, what the future holds for them. Because I think, I think for the most part, our culture in general is going to shift after this. And I would like to see how that impacts the movie industry and, and if they learn some things through this experience that they can take away and, and, you know, give a higher quality product or give their product in a different way and see how that, that all kinds of comes together. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, all right. So the three movies or three movie TV shows that we talked or looked into and watched for this episode were 28 Days Later, Outbreak, and then The Walking Dead. Um, so all three of these movies talk about or have the main focus of the movie about a human virus. Something that is infecting people and either killing them or turning them into zombies, essentially. And these viruses spread rapidly. They do a lot of damage. And they impact the way that people live their lives. And so I think that this, obviously we're going to be able to draw a lot of parallels to what COVID-19 is doing. And um, it doesn't seem like any of these movies that we watch or TV shows, they didn't have like their virus is way worse than what we're dealing Hopefully, with. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still good to, to look at these and see like what impacts it has. Um, so what, we're, we're going to start out with 28 Days Later. Um, this movie is kind of, it's a British movie, I believe. Uh, it came out 2003, I think, is what I saw. Um, 2002. The main character, 2002. The main yep. character uh, is actually Scarecrow in the Batman Dark Knight series, and he was in Inception. I don't know if you caught that. He's Maybe. not dressed like that, though. He's no, not dressed like Scarecrow. Not in no, not in this movie. It's not a crossover. I didn't realize he was an exception. Um, I forgot about that. Thanks for pointing that out. That's, I love that movie, by the way. Inception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah, there was that whole group of them that ended up doing a couple movies together. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, basically it's, it's, it's your, I don't know. It, it, it's your run of the mill kind of zombie movie. Good movie. Uh, decent movie it it was definitely a lower budget movie and it was british it's a british feel yep definitely got the british feel yep uh takes place in london for part of the movie 
Um, the idea, whole idea is that a monkey contracts this virus or a couple different monkeys. They get free because some people are trying to free them in this testing facility. And then it starts spreading to everybody. Um, this particular virus, I think they said it was like 30 seconds or something. It turns you. Yeah. I think they something crazy like that. And essentially, it's a, you turn into a zombie. Angry um, with a lot of aggression. A lot of aggression, yeah, that you're you're trying to bite people. Um, so yeah, like like I said, the closest thing would be a zombie. But they're more um, they're more ferocious and quicker. They don't like you know yes, sleep sleep along. Yep, they're they're just as fast as their regular un regular not dead. I, I, don't, I don't know how I'd say that. <laughs> not un un not un, not undead. undead. <laughs> uh, people so they they're not like slowly like you know shuffling along like you'd see in the walking dead um but uh but yeah they it's one of the things i noticed too about this is that they didn't it wasn't a headshot wasn't the only way to take them down it seemed like you could shoot them other ways but um but yeah the the movie like i said it was a little a little bit different um but the the concept is there right humanity falls apart there's only a couple survivors left. It's highly contagious. Uh, if you get it in your eye, if you get a cut, if you get any, you know, and if you're exposed to their blood in any way or saliva, you're going to, you're going to get this. And so as a result, London's evacuated and there's not very many people around. Pretty typical premise um, for these kinds of shows. Yeah. Especially like a zombie centric movie. Right. One of the things that I thought was interesting though, and it always went, back to this or goes to this in the walking dead is that the one of the greatest threats equally if not more so than the actual zombies were the people that they have to coexist with who are fighting for resources fighting for their own agenda and you see that in this movie with those um, the military. Those military guys. Everybody yeah. kind of goes back to their savage animal instincts where it's, you know, your basic needs need to be met. So it's, it's winner take all and kind of everyone man for himself kind of mentality, right? Yeah, exactly. That you kind of clan up and you're fighting other people and their clan and, and people are trying to manipulate you and people are trying like, it, like I said, it's it's very indicative of what would actually happen, I believe, if yeah. the world got to that point. I don't I think that basically you turn the clock back to, you know, the dark ages with guns. Yeah. That's essentially what you'd have. That's the um, common belief, is, I think. Is the, the, it's just it's human nature um, as much as we want to say that we're a civilized, you know, we we're past that and we we live in a country that would never allow those types of things to happen. I, I just don't buy it. I think that people are people. And I think that if you, if you're, let's put it this way, I'm more worried about what people are going to do than the actual virus right now, I guess. Well, is, what, is like my, you say, my concern. When it comes down to basic needs, we become animals again. We're not, we're not civilized human beings anymore. We're animals fighting for whatever we need, you know? Right. Right, that 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 instinct kicks in that that survival instinct, that flight fight or flight instinct. You know, exactly. I need to do this, and I can. The ends justify the means, right? Yep. I can kill this person. I can manipulate this person. I can steal. I can do whatever I need because 
I'm in an extremely desperate situation and I need, it's either him or me. Yeah. And so um, that I think was, it, it, it touched on this. I think more so it touches on it in the walking dead, but I think that it kind of touched on this is basically what the whole premise was, is they were trying to find women because they wanted to repopulate after they get everything back to normal. And so it was a kind of a, yeah, they were they were manipulating the group to try to get them to be with them. Kind of creepy because so. one of the girls was underage too. So, yeah, yeah, it was you know definitely kind of a weird weird vibe. But um, so yeah, I mean it, it's worth watch. It's on Hulu, uh, so go ahead and watch it. But it's not like anything. I wouldn't. I don't, I don't need to see it again. It's not like anything super. You know, I they're definitely not the quality movie that Mickey and I are used to watching, but. It's a good premise, but was overall wasn't a waste of my time. It wasn't the worst um, movie I've ever seen. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. Um, have you seen Horse Girl yet? Sorry, no, up, but... I, I don't even know Squirrel. I don't even know what the heck that is. What's Horse? It's squirrel? on Netflix. It, it's on Netflix. Um, it's it's interesting. <laughs> not worth your time at all but anyways if you've <laughs> okay, seen horse girl if you've seen horse girl please uh please write in and let me know what you thought of it um <laughs> anything else i guess that you want to talk about for 28 days later any any other comments that you had well, in general about i guess that it's, type of movie it's yeah it's it's more about the type of movie just kind of basic thoughts i, I had i was writing down as i was watching just just imagine that feeling of waking up when the whole world is desolate and abandoned and trashed and you're all alone in a, you know, in a hotel bed or whatever, like in Walking Dead or even in this movie, and you're all by yourself and you have no idea what's going on. You, you maybe were injured and blacked out and the world was quote-unquote normal, and you wake up and even the hospital's trash and you have no idea. I mean, that's just got to be an overwhelmingly frightening feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I just, I always try to put myself in those situations. Like, what's the first thing that I would do? That's, How would yeah. I react, you know? And, that's, and that's, I guess, you know, it's it's... Yeah, it's it's a scary situation. Well, and that's like like my first imp- my would your first impulse to be to figure out exactly what's going on and where your loved ones are or would you take the chance to grab some of the stuff you've always wanted like a car or some weapons or even personal personal items that are needed or whatever. I mean, would you would you just go, "Oh my god, I got to get to the bottom of this" or would you go, "Hey, there's free stuff everywhere. Maybe I should start rioting," you know? My my instinct would I would automatically kick into survival mode i what think is that's probably normal you risk cost benefit or whatever the the term is but basically grab a supply supplies is your brain is number one that's going to keep you alive in that situation number two is supplies yeah so finding food finding non-perishable items but also weapons because like i said you're just as likely to die from from one of these zombies as you are another human being who's trying to steal your supplies. So those weapons and that kind of thing, on my way out of the hospital, would I run to go try to find my family on my way out of the hospital? Absolutely. Am I going to try to find a car or means of transportation? Yes, but not like in a looting sense, more of like I need this for supplies. Like if I see a Corvette next to an F-150 truck, I'm getting the truck because I can fit more shit in it yeah, and I can use it in a, you know, field or, you know, whatever, like that kind of thing. Is that's, where and I, that's my definitely, that's the rational, logical way to go. But I see the Corvette. Part of me wants to take it just because I've never driven a Corvette or owned a Corvette. I mean, you're right. If the trunk space is good enough and all that stuff, 
maybe I drive it along and then after I go, okay, now I need a truck. I might take right. it just, just cause I want to have a Corvette for a little while, you know? And I think that, I think that I would definitely start thinking like that once I got to a point where I was more comfortable. Your basic needs are covered. You know, yeah. 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 Yep. That I've got, I've got the supplies. I got all the things that I need and, and tried to get to a point where, okay, now, now I'm bored. Let's have some fun because it's the end of the world and we can do these. And what, things ju- yeah. What difference does it make? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely, that's, that's kind of how my thought, thought process worked. I mean, even, even now, I mean, I don't know, like there, you have people hoarding stuff and whatever. I mean, my wife and I got canned food. I mean, I did nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. not like it's going to go bad. I mean, we just, you know, bought stuff that we're going to eat throughout the year now. And yeah. if nothing happens, great. If you got plenty of food, stores, yeah. if the grocery stores run out of food, well, we got food now, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's those types of things thinking ahead though. I think that really set people up for success in horrible situations like that. So, yeah, the only other thing I had, you know, just a kind of basic general philosophical question is how easy would it be to do that first kill, whether it's a zombie type or, or just another person intruding on your, stuff for your family or trying to take over it would that first kill be as easy as they seem to make it on these movies and shows you know for me i think it would be difficult just because the whole you, thou your not mind well that that is definitely part of it but it's also your mind needs to make a hard left turn yeah and until that point it really hasn't made that turn so um if it means my family or the guy, yeah, he's going to die. If it means me or the guy, yeah, he's, if I can talk to the man and work something out and yeah. we can go our separate ways, I'm going to try to do that as well. Um, but I think it, I think it's difficult. I don't think in any people will do anything pushed to their limit. And I don't know that it's, it's a difficult, but it's not impossible. You're, you're your yeah, your mind your mind is making that decision where this has to be done. Again, the ends justify the means. Well, and that brings um, that brings up another moral question: just how easy is it going to be to trust strangers at this point, where everybody's right. kind of out for themselves? I mean, are you going to be able to? Oh, this person looks good, and then all of a sudden they turn on you. you and the more that happens, the less you trust, and it's just natural human instinct at that point, you know. Right, and I think that a lot of people, you know, I think it, it's a it's human nature to try to, you know, you're drawn to other people, right? You, you have power in a group of people compared to just you as a loner by yourself. We need but, each other. Yeah. Right. But you need to figure out how that, you know, song and dance works. Do exactly. You, how do you trust somebody that you've never met? Um, you know, and, and, and trying to get to that point is, is very difficult. Cause like I said, I mean, you know, somebody could, take all your stuff in your sleep or, you know, kill you in your sleep or kill your family. And, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it would be a very difficult situation. Cause the laws don't apply anymore. So it's a totally different world and mentality. Like you said. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, anything else on 28 days later? Uh, I think, I mean, then those kinds of questions kind of address all of them, like I said, but, um, the only other thing is like we mentioned is just how scary is it that unlike the walking dead, these, these, uh, zombies were so fast and agile. Mm. I mean, just like gymnasts yeah. running around. Like, holy crap! Yeah. I can't move that well, and I'm not dead. Right or undead? Yeah. 
That's that's a good. I don't know. We're we're talking viruses today, but that would be a good just zombies in general. And maybe we'll touch more on it when we do. We'd like to do a full Walking Dead episode, if not multiple episodes, since there's been so many seasons. Um, but uh, yeah, the different types of zombies and the way that different zombies are portrayed. And this definitely was a more aggressive zombie, like almost like World War Z zombie. Yeah, like exactly. They were, you know, way more aggressive, way way quicker. Um, it's almost like they had human or superhuman uh, abilities. They were more know, athletic so. as the undead than they were as the as alive, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so then, yeah. So then, the other one that we watched uh, was Outbreak. Um, Dustin Hoffman, right? Yeah. Let me I'll, let me go through the cast. I mean, it's amazing. Okay. You got Dustin Hoffman. He's the main character, but Rene Russo is his love interest. Morgan Freeman is a big player, Kevin Spacey, Cuba Gooding Jr., Patrick Dempsey, and Donald Sutherland. And that's that's just the names that I'm very, very familiar with. I mean, that's some huge names, so this is an all-star cast. Yeah, there was uh there was a lot of really good really good acting. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah, um, it was good. Uh I, I thought it got a little heavy at the end with the helicopter chase and all that. I get why they did it, but it it was a little little much at times yeah but i was like hey right, i can i guess i can get on board with this but um but yeah so the premise behind this one is another um, damn monkey I, yeah another monkey but i guess w- the way that you interpreted it was it that the u.s military developed this virus yes. or that they discovered it okay so they did develop it yeah it was yeah it was because they kept saying biological warfare they made that reference a few times and that's why okay. Donald Sutherland, that was his, his MO was to get this. And if we, if we have to kill a whole town in the process, oh, well, this is something we're going to use going forward to, you know, keep other countries away from us or whatever, or have the advantage, you know? Right. And the opening scene is basically, was it supposed to be Vietnam or Korea? I can't remember. I, it was um, definitely but, Asia. Uh, yeah. But essentially this whole town gets this virus and what they were doing was testing it. Um, and it worked the way that they wanted to. So they, they blow up this little village to basically cover it up. Well, the virus never died. Uh, a monkey got it or some wildlife got it years later, the village gets it again and they all die. So they think, okay, well it's, it's done for them. Right. Well, a monkey gets transported to the United States. A guy gets scratched by it and then he spreads it and he he spreads it to other people and eventually a whole town basically has it um and they this was very interesting because they they did a lot more of talking about what this virus was right so this was definitely a more uh scientifically heavy oh yeah right um they talked about the strain and what what it did to cells and how it how it attacked the human body and how it was spread and everything else and that the monkey was the host um and so that was part of the the plot of the movie was that they were trying to find that host so they could develop a vaccine which i would imagine or an antibody or whatever i imagine that's very similar to the way that they take um snakes venom to get the anti-venom for you know people well, who have you, been you bit mentioned by that the host snake. monkey other monkeys that contracted the disease they were actually showing the same sickness as the humans which they weren't turning into zombies they were just sick and you could see that their bodies were kind of deteriorating and 
and falling apart and stuff. They didn't turn into zombies. They were just very, yeah, just horribly ill. And that includes the monkeys that weren't the host. So that's how it's different than those other movies. Exactly. Yeah. So they were right. This is not, yeah, this is not a zombie movie by any means. Um, but uh, what was what was interesting is that this monkey and like how this whole process happened, you know, they talked about how there was actually two strains and one of them, it, it either mutated or there was two of them or somehow whatever. But one of them was airborne and one of them was not airborne. One of them you had to have direct contact. And the reason why this town got infected was because the airborne one, uh, the guy contracted it <laughs> and sneezed. And got this whole movie theater infected, and then they got people infected. Um, but what was interesting is that they had already developed a vaccine or an antibody or whatever for the original strain, and it wasn't working because this was slightly that different. That just so goes to show to, to everyone out there, cover one. your mouth when you sneeze. That's the moral of the story here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cover your mouth when you sneeze, Blow wash your, your hands. I mean, yeah, basic exactly. hy- human hygiene, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, don't touch your face. I mean, I I'm not gonna be that guy that goes. Where do the CDC? You should do all this stuff because you've been inundated with it by now a ton. You know what they say. You know, you know the whole story. We're not gonna go into the specific details of why. Well, and, why I mean, you that's kind of stuff hands, you but, hear about all this stuff, yeah. and everybody's saying over and over what. That's the kind of stuff that we all don't do probably regularly, but that we probably should be anyway, even when there's not a pandemic going on, you know? Oh my God. I can't tell you how many times I used the little hand sanitizer uh, thing at the gas oh, pump yeah. today. Cause I was afraid I was going to get all something sudden, from the yeah, gas pump. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> geez, you know? So, um, and that's, and that's a good point though, is it kind of segue into the fact that the, this virus, they did a, I mean, it's a movie, so it is what it is. But they basically said within 48 hours, if this wasn't contained, the whole country could get it. And that's how fast it could spread, right? And that's the uniqueness about a virus, right? A country at war with another country, you see the person, you see the army, they're coming. You can contain them. You can do different things. You can, you know, this virus does not care. It doesn't discriminate. It is going after humans and it's going to be contracted by other humans spreading it to other humans and it makes us realize first of all i mean i'm talking both about covid19 and this but it makes us think about how how much globalization has happened in the last 50 years right we're so connected physically and technology technologically and with technology that's all folks technologically yeah uh, gonna get some more of those hard coffees. Um, but uh, but yeah, it it just shows how connected we are nowadays with planes, with trains, automobiles, with with everything that we have, means of transportation, and the way that we touch surfaces on a constant basis that somebody else is touching, right? And this movie kind of helped to display that. And I all I got to say is I really wish I had one of those um, um, suits that they had because those are some. Oh yeah, badass suits to protect yourself. I mean, even you could get a rip, and that—that's what happened to Kevin Spacey. But still, those are some nice, nice virus suits, or but nice. Uh, yeah, those are amazing. hazmat suits. Um, but anyways, um, yeah. So this movie, great movie. I would definitely recommend other people if you haven't seen it yet. 
I thought, um, what's his face? Who, who's Hoffman, the main character yeah. again? Uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Terrific. I, oh, I he's, a, he's good, good in everything. Like you say, if he's in it, Rene Russo, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, uh, any of those top four, if they're in it, I'm probably going to like the movie, at least to some degree. Right. And Cuba Gooding Jr. actually played a bigger role than I, I thought he was going to play in this movie. So it was it was interesting to see that dynamic between the two of them, just in general, like I said, oh, just yeah. a good, good movie. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else specifically about this movie. Uh, the human nature of trying to contain it, right? So the whole government's going to step in and bomb the city like that fear is so real that that you know we've got to do something before it gets worse type of mentality and how the government steps in to do those things to to take those you know martial law and and bring in the national guard in that specific town and everything that goes along with that oh, we're yeah. seeing it already right california is pretty much shut down um Illinois, they're 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 actually I saw I saw some pictures. There's Humvees in downtown Chicago right now with like the the army or National Guard like walking around. So like this isn't like just no. a movie anymore. This is real no. and this is happening. And um I heard I've heard stories about Italy. I mean Italy's got it way worse than us, but that whole trying to flatten the curve thing. Italy, they've got people uh, police officers are on the streets trying to keep people indoors. Drones flying around when they see people, or they're, t- they're yelling at people to get back to their house. I mean, that kind of like military state situation. Like, this is a, a good representation of what would happen because it did happen yep. and it's happening right now. Um, so you know, it can get into a whole political conversation about that some other time when I've had a couple more drinks, but. I mean, it's it's just interesting because again, it it shows human nature, right? It shows the need to control, the the desire to do something, even if it's kill a bunch of people. We need to do something for the greater good of the country, right? The greater good of mankind. We're gonna we're gonna kill these people, or we're gonna do these things as a justification for protecting the rest well, of the Well, and that's, I think we mentioned it. It seems like a lot of these movies, the premise is based on some national government having come up with these viruses or this way to population control, so to speak, like biological warfare. And I don't necessarily like the idea of humans playing God, um, messing with it. But having right. said that, I also understand that government needs to be in place because as we were talking about, people start looting and, acting, going back to their savage basic instincts. So we do need a government or some rules in place. And I understand, especially with the pandemic we're currently going through, why the government feels the need to hide certain things from us because we don't always handle it very well when we know everything, you know? Right. I mean, and that's the, that's the thing that I'm, I'm glad that I'm to not make in those a position decisions. like oh, that where God, I'm going to make those types of decisions. Oh, my God. No, because like, there's no right. And decision, you're, you're going to be wrong right? no matter what you do. Right. There's there's no. No matter what, there's no like like the whole situation right now, because it, we're not going to get into this too much, but people shutting down businesses and they're they're mandating this. So it's either. Bankrupt people or stop the spread of a virus. No, there's no good answer. What is the good answer? You know, I mean, 
and I guess people, they're, they're the, the good answer that, that they're going with is you well, got to shut down your business. We got to, we got to protect and, people's lives and, over their financial. And, and, well, because yeah, people situation. might be losing their homes if they don't, if they can't pay their bills by, by not having been able to work for whatever, but, and, and that's, us talking about a first world country where we have first world luxuries and stuff. I, I mean, these, these diseases, like according to these movies and shows spread so much faster in third world countries. And those kind of luxuries are just not even part of the equation. So, I mean, we right. have to consider people right. losing, you know, unemployment rates and all that stuff and the economy being affected third world countries. They don't necessarily have to consider that stuff, but they're also dying a lot faster because they don't have the healthcare and the, technology and the other advancements that we have you know right right exactly i do like in this movie too i mean both uh dustin hoffman and his wife ex-wife or whatever were scientists and he was in the military branch of that but i i do like that they put an emphasis on that these were the people that are solving the problems these are the people they're in the 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 trenches not just telling other people to go do something Right. And, and I think that we're seeing that right now that we're really, we're really appreciating the doctors, the nurses, the, the medical uh, people who are coming up with solutions for COVID-19 right now and, and the, trying to come up with a vaccine and the testing and everything else that goes along with that, um, as, along with truck drivers and, uh, you know, police and all these other people that are really essential to uh, our everyday lives that we kind of take for granted. Oh, and that, yeah, they like people put their lives on the line every day, but especially with something like this, they, I mean, like you mentioned, there's somebody in Fond du Lac that was infected and the national guard had to escort them. And now they're putting themselves at risk of catching it themselves, you know, just doing their job. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, so yeah, anything else, I guess, with, in terms of out, it's a really good movie. Um, I, 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 like I said, yeah, I, I like the way that they handled this. It, it kind of, it towed the line between we have to have a strong plot and we want to get into the details of what a virus can do. Like, that's the best way I guess could describe it. It had a good storyline, but it also, for those like, you know, engineering and science nerds, yeah. it had something for them as well. And the all-star cast, you knew, you knew the acting was going to be at a certain high level just because of the people that were involved. Right, exactly. Um, and then Walking Dead. I mean, this is a, like I said, we we definitely need to be doing a, uh, a episode on this to cover it specifically uh, by itself. Um, but just in terms focusing on the virus spread and, and that that aspect of this, where people are turning into zombies, it's kind of what we we were looking for. So we watched the first couple episodes of the first season to kind of talk about about that. And um, same premise as far as Rick waking up in the hospital as um, 28 days later. And I think that that's a, a plot device that a lot of these movies and TV shows use so that you're along for the ride with the main character where people have to no idea what's what going happened. on. And that's right. So that's more effective as like storytelling and getting the message to your audience than just watching it all happen. Right. You can save a lot of time by doing that. You can get right into the, the storyline. Um, so that, that was just an interesting part of this is that 
you know, you're, you're learning as Rick is learning what's going on and, and the way that these zombies operate and having to shoot them in the head or get hit, you know, cut them in the head or whatever. Um, but you then you see the same types of situations that uh, happened in uh, 28 days later too, where, you know, groups of people are getting together. I mean, Morgan almost killed Rick right away yep. because he thought he was bit, you know, and trying to protect him and his son. So, you know, you see that, you see the camp that uh, Rick and his, hu- his, his husband, his wife and his son are at with Shane and, and everybody else in that, that you kind of see that human nature of we need to get away from the situation, but we also need to stick together and we need to rely on each other and we need to, but, but it's also, I, I truly believe this would be a very hard part too. Yeah. Who's the leader, right? Who's author, whose authority are you going to respect? Where everybody's the behind decisions? them and listening to right? what that person has to say. And it, it seems like in those cases, there always needs to be a leader because otherwise everybody's going to get on their own direction and not be on a team, you know? And it also seems like, especially the dynamic between Shane and um, Rick, that there's always multiple people yep, who want yep. to be that leader, right? And that, that's kind of a human nature where you've got these these personality types that are clashing because they're very well, plus, similar to each other. And they want plus to Plus Shane's make a little jealous decision. of Rick's life because he ends up falling in love with Lori. So, and kind of taking over right, the role, assuming right. that Rick was dead. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that I think, I think the way, like I said, in general, especially in later seasons of the walking dead, I think that they nailed that whole dynamic of, Hey, this is what humans will revert to. This is how people are going to live in a post-apocalyptic world. And they're not going to be nice to each other for the most part. There's going to be a lot of cruelty. There's going to be a lot of people you know, doggy dog type of situations. And I, I like that they portray that so well in this. It's it's a survival TV show, but it's also, hey, this is kind of a thought experiment of what would what would the world look like? What would human culture evolve into? Right. And I, I like that aspect. Oh, of yeah. And you, and you talked about leadership and stuff and like none of them really know what to do. There's no guidebook. There's no there's no root set of rules that oh we, this is what we should do next. So it's Rick's been talked into going into the CDC in, in Atlanta, and other people don't necessarily agree. They think they should go in other directions or stay where they are. Well, they end up going to the CDC, and then you know the rest of the story unfolds for season one. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting because the CDC yeah. is in Atlanta. That's that's for that's a true fact. Like that's like right now, um, when things started happening, what, part of the reason why it was so slow to get a, a COVID nineteen test was that they actually had to send it to Atlanta yeah, to get tested. Place has got to be nuts. <laughs> so right now. you know, yeah. So there. Um, by the way, I think the CDC has a zombie um, plan. Oh, real? I, I suppose. Apparently, they didn't have a. Apparently they didn't have a COVID nineteen plan, but they, well, they and I mean, we saw plan. that the building blew up, um, so I'm not sure what they're where they're doing it out of. In that last episode, I mean, the whole building <laughs> blew up, so I don't know where they're working out of. It's confusing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of confusing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but that's a good point, right? So 
So they're they're studying this virus and, and what they find about what's going on with this walking dead zombie virus, right? It kills people and then restarts their brain yep. essentially, right? So they're dead, but their brain something in their still brain functions. doesn't die, keeps them alive. And so that's why you have to and th- this is part of why I I mean Mickey and I are both big Walking Dead fans, but this is part of the reason why I love this so much is because they explain these types of things and there's not a whole lot of plot holes in it, right? That's the reason why you need to shoot them. Well, in and the it's head, easier, it, right? That's the only living and it's part to of do their that body. throughout a TV series and a movie. But yeah, they do definitely explain it very well, oh, especially definitely. yeah, this kind. Of, and the first season was talking about the virus and how that guy's isolated in the building by himself because he you know, wanted to stick, he promised his wife or whatever that he was going to find a solution for all this and everybody else had bailed. And then you see people just kind of going, you know what, I'm going to go down with the building. And, you know, and then it just kind of, the building, how do they refer to it? It cleans itself or self-destruction, basically. Yeah, because I think he mentioned that that particular facility had highly infectious diseases that they they were um, studying. And so I think that that was part of it is that they didn't want that disease, those diseases to get out into the general public. And there was essentially if the power backup generators and everything else got down to a certain level that it was going to, you know, clean itself basically and eradicate all of those viruses or those, those con- infectious diseases. Yeah. Um. I guess this is all kind of spoilers if you haven't watched The Walking Dead, but one of the biggest things that was taken then into the second season was the fact that everybody's got it, right? The reason why people turn into zombies after they die is because everybody has this disease already. It's an airborne or whatever disease that the zombies give to you or that's in the air already or whatever. And that was the big reveal, I think, in the second season is that when you die, it's you in your system already. Even if you so, yeah, you don't see the symptoms of it while yeah. you're alive. But once you die, then it takes a little while, and then you turn to a zombie. And until someone stabs you in the head or shoots you in the head, you're going to be looking for blood. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that that's an interesting concept. I like. I like how they play on that, and that like, it. You're. We're all going to turn into zombies if we don't if somebody doesn't take care of us when we die, and I, basically, and, I, and, and how, how that kind I of agree. And plays I, and itself I like out. that they I'd go directly to the CDC, you know, the place where, oh, my God, this is where all the answers are going to be. They're going to figure this all out. And then you go there, and it's like, hey, guys, we don't know what's going on either. So it's it's kind of like that sets up the yeah. rest of the, the whole series that's now in season 10. Like the hopelessness that's like, okay, you're on your own because there's no solution coming. There's no vaccine coming kind of sets up the whole thing right basically basically the mindset goes away from we need to find a solution to the zombies to we need to survive and figure out the most the best way to survive it's not it's no longer how do we get a vaccine how do we save these people how do we how do we protect ourselves it's hey this is the new world. This is the way that the world is now. We need to make the best of it. We need to come up with our own communities. We need to protect ourselves from the zombies and from other people. Um, 
I guess uh, anything else specifically in terms of the the virus or how it spreads or anything like that that you wanted to touch on for no um, like you say they they set up the rest of the series really well with that kind of stuff and I that first season I forgot how good it was there's unlike the other seasons there's only what six episodes but if you if you haven't checked it out and we just spoiled it for you well uh, we won't spoil the rest of it for you for a while but it's it's a really good (laughs) show Monty talked me into watching it I had other friends saying oh I'd like it and I'm like yeah I just never gave it a chance just because it was so far along already well, Monty sucked me into that just like the Marvel movies, and now I'm hooked. Even you know, I'm I'm watching every episode as they're coming out now. Even so, it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, well, well done series. I thought. I think uh, I gotta I gotta get back into. I've been away from it for a while, so I definitely gotta get back into it. But uh, yeah, definitely. If you've been on the fence, it's on Netflix, yeah. so check it out. Um, some honorable mentions, uh, World War Z, we already talked about, um, another zombie movie where you're following the main character who's trying to solve the problems, get, come up with, you know, the vaccine or whatever. Um, and then one of my favorites, um, I Am Legend. That was really Will good. Smith. Terrific movie. The thing is, is like, I don't know if I just was too focused on everything and didn't think about it. I didn't realize it until like, years after the movie came out that it was a zombie movie like i don't know why that didn't click in my mind it was just like uh i in looking back it's like why was that more obvious but like i don't know i just thought of it as like a end of well the you don't you don't see a lot of zombies anything. that's why you know i mean like the other shows and right. movies there there's hordes of them you only see a few and i mean they're agile and fast and like vicious and like holy cow they're flying at you and they look like superhuman or you know like alien type things but it's because there's not so many of them that you don't think yeah and maybe that's where it was i thought of more of like a monster movie and he probably doesn't even use no i don't think so in the movie um but uh but yeah that was another another i watched 12 monkeys Um, today with uh brad pitt um and uh freak he was in that one too um Oh, Bruce, what Bruce the, Willis. So Bruce I Willis and Brad Pitt and then um, uh, uh, Madeline Stowe. Those are the main actors. Yeah. And that's it's a bizarre movie. It's, there's a lot of conspiracy and time travel and all that stuff. But it's it's pretty. Yeah, it's oh. it's different than these other ones because it's about um, 12, Mon- 12 monkeys is like an army that was formed and it's trying to take because at some point they destroy most of the world population and it's just Bruce Willis trying to go back and forth in time to prevent it or whatever. And it's it's kind of not hard to follow, but you gotta you gotta pay attention. It's it's a good movie though. It's different, that's for sure. And it's about yeah, a virus well, though. It's it's about a group of people trying to eliminate humanity, and they they don't they do have some kind of like serum or whatever that's going to cause it. They don't really talk about or address that as much as the fact that they're going to eliminate the population as much as possible. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. He was in a couple other, wasn't he in a different time travel? Yeah. Well, both those guys do some more strange, different kind of movies, which, you know, credit to them and and the the choices they make as far as the movies are going to be in. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think anything else of virus movies. I feel like there's contagion. Uh, contagion is supposed to be one. really good. 
Contagion. Yes. I've never seen yep. it, but I've Contagion. heard it's really good. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's a ton of zombies. There's movies. one called I The mean, Crazies. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, twelve, twelve week, twenty eight weeks later, World War Z, as you mentioned. Twenty. Uh, yep. Yeah. So there's a ton. ton if, if most of virus movies um, go into the zombie aspect, I would say, and a lot of it has um, to do with. But there are conspiracy and all like biological warfare and stuff. So (laughs) if you're a government conspiracist or, you know, conspiracy theorist, you're going to love these kind of movies. Uh, You cut out there for a second. What did you say? I said, if you government conspiracy theorist kind of person, these kind of movies are right up your alley because you're just going to learn to hate even more, which maybe not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I don't have any other. We didn't get any new emails or anything like that. Um, trying to think. I guess if you're if you're listening to this and you're bored right now and you're you know sheltering in place or whatever, please send us an email. Let us know we what know you want to hear next. It's been a while, but yeah, we still um, want to hear from you and hope you're still listening. So we're not just talking to each other because you know we do that already. Yeah, and and I guess we'll we're gonna obviously have more time now that the bars and restaurants and concerts life, yeah, uh, <laughs> everything else is shut down. So we'll we'll try to we'll try to do more of these. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let us let us know if you uh, if you got any ideas for future podcast episodes, and um, we'll uh, we'll keep our ear to the ground in terms of what what's new news and what's coming out and and try to keep you guys all informed with that kind of stuff too. Um, anything else? I feel like I'm missing something, but I'll probably think about it as soon as I hit the That's stop how it recording works, button. Anything else that you can think of, Mickey, at this point? No, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah, so I guess be safe. You know, Do all the things that the cdc is telling you to do um you know make sure that you're prepared for these types of things we talked about these movies and the way that things happen and really just thinking through things right making sure that you've got a plan in place making sure that you're you know you don't stupid stuff like don't let your gas tank get yeah. below half a tank well, I, you know and the CD, just in case the you know CDC those types of does things. still exist that was just in the, in the walking dead it's it didn't blow up or anything so don't worry there's somebody actually working on it <laughs> Yes, there are there are professionals that are way smarter than both Mickey and I combined. Yeah, it, hard to that. believe. <laughs> um, they're working on the solutions right now, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. It definitely, I mean, by the hour, we're getting getting new information, so it's a uh, it's gonna be a heck of a ride. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. So uh, as we well, as we especially like say, even with an old man hip, getting old is mandatory. But growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. What's going on?